Welcome to episode 80 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning. I know, weird time here we are recording. That's just how it is. Packer game was late last night, a Sunday night game. And just with scheduling, we had College Athlete Spotlight before the game. So go check that out. It'll be out on other listening platforms Wednesday, but on YouTube last night. Just weird scheduling. I know, but bear with me. We are here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It is episode 80. Pretty big milestone, I think. 20 away from the big milestone, which we'll definitely have stuff planned there. But look, myself, Drew Skywork, I am excited here on this Monday morning to be bringing, of course, the week five recap of Eastern Wisconsin Conference football. And also, we got to talk about the Green Bay Packers victory at Lambeau over the Bears on Sunday Night Football. And then also the Milwaukee Brewers. Guess what? Spoiler. Drew got a prediction challenge right for the first time in a while. Usually one game off. And today, or I guess last week, I guess, finally spot on. So let's go through some announcements here before we start, right? The usual. So social medias, please go check that out at Drew Sports Crew. A lot of great stuff on there. Zach Roush of Journey a Million has been working his butt off. He got some power rankings up on there, which we do appreciate there for Journey to a Million. He also got some good stuff with the parlays up, you know, made a beautiful template on there and we've been getting those out to you guys as well otherwise of course we still got those prediction challenges right you can see my predictions up there comment your prediction i like to post my dfs lineup for baseball once in a once a week at least there also football I'm gonna get starting to post the football dfs lineups so be on the lookout for that as well but otherwise, live stream days. You want to hear when is Journey to Million going to be live? When is the baseball crew going to be coming your way? And I got the answer to both there. So tonight, Drew's baseball crew will be live. So you can go check that out. And I'll be bringing my winning lineup to you from Fantasia Sports, as always. So that'll be out. Thinking it might be more of a 7.30, 6.30, kind of, like a later kind of thing. Might be closer to 6.00. I'll send a story post out. We'll let the audience know. I also have Twitter notifications, so I guess I should be promoting that as well. Twitter, it's up on top at Drew Sports Crew. That's where you can find notifications when I go live. It takes you right to the YouTube, and it gets you right in the chat. So that is a big announcement there. Journey Million will be live. We're thinking Wednesday evening right now, so that will probably be the plan. Again, that will be posted on the story as well and jared's got a lot to share you know with his his predictions that are right after week two you're gonna you're gonna hear about it it's a lot but <laughs> if you if you want to hear about it, if you want to hear some arguments there's gonna be something once wednesday evening please go check it out It'll be a lot of fun because yeah like jared's got some wild takes zach's been very reasonable so far to start the year which is a surprise to many including myself but who knows that can always change Again, Fantasia, contest-wise for football, they were giving out a free NFT. You were doing a contest of a dollar or more yesterday. Uh, so please, you know, don't miss out on those. Go follow them as well. And, yeah, Thrive Fantasy as well. You know, start your journey a million. Promo code J2M. And that is to start your journey. Again, begin your journey with us to a million today. Uh, we are right now undefeated in primetime games, I believe, on, or – Nearly undefeated, but we have a winning record in primetime games so far to start the year, I guess is what I should say. 
So if you want to join us, we have our Monday parlay up on the story. Tail along with us. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. You know, I, I felt, I felt better about all the other primetime games though. So that's kind of where I am on that, but that's kind of all I have for the announcements. And let's go right into the Eastern Wisconsin conference for football, right? Week five has come and gone already. As we've mentioned, the season is flying by in general, right? I mean, this is something that feels like just, just yesterday I was doing a preview here talking about what we should expect from these squads. I was thinking a little bit about last year too, with, you know, having Robert on talking about that, but Let's go into the games last week. So I told you the game of the week will be KLC Valders is what I said. And I said that will be the closest game. And I was spot on. You know, I hate to toot my own horn here, but I said that last week. I was back-to-back weeks. I've said, you know, what game you should be tuning into. KLC and Valders was 26-20. to 20. Let's get right into the game of the week from last week right away. How it went down. It was a wild one there in Kohler. So Valders, they get the touchdown in the first quarter. It's it's Schneider to Hovey, which has been a connection this year that many have saw, and that's been a very successful connection. It's been one of the most successful connections in the conference, even. So yeah, Schneider to Hovey, nine yard touchdown, and then the extra point was unsuccessful there. Six nothing was the score. Then KLC puts up twelve in the second quarter. They go up twelve six at half, eighteen to six. Then in the third, after they put up another touchdown, Valders answers with 14 points in the fourth quarter it was a pass from schneider to hobie yeah you guessed it an 18 yard run for schneider a touchdown so they had 20 points just then klc tacked on eight in the fourth 26 20 was your final in kohler as the vikings have not yet won their a conference game yet final stats here is schneider 9 14 two touchdowns with an interception and on the ground, Schneider was 15 for of 80 for 84, 5.6 yards on attempt there with a touchdown. Matthew Welch, six for 44 as well. Receiving wise, it was Hovey, three, three receptions, 80 yards, one receiving touchdown. It says, I thought we had, yeah, I, I believe it should be two receiving touchdowns, but based on what I read in the box score. Also, Elias Sparks, five for 35, and then William Sarecki. One for 19. Defensively, Elias Sparks had two interceptions. Hovey had an interception. And then that's that was that for the Valors defense. Let's go to KLC. Only have the running stuff. And we talked about it. I mean, teams have wanted to run the ball against Valders. That's where they've found success. 35 rushing attempts for Noah Vilwak. 35 for 135. Two touchdowns for him. Max Breenbach, nine for six with a touchdown. 48 rushing attempts there. For the KLC Blue Bombers, that is something. Receiving-wise, they had they had a pretty good balance here, as expected. Noah Heinen, though, of course, 3-for-62 there for him. Jalen Paul, 6-for-84 with a touchdown. Jake Thomas, 2-for-17. Then Sam Sawaki, 2-for-11. No defensive stats there for the Blue Bombers, unfortunately. But, yeah, going to the standings, though. KLC, they get their second conference win already. And Valders, yep, they move again to 0-3, 1-4 overall. Let's go to the next game. We'll talk about New Holstein and Chilton. So Chilton, so usually pretty big rivalry, right? Chilton took full control of this one. And both these teams very run heavy, and that's exactly what it was. A combined 81 rushing attempts between the two squads is what this game featured. This game also 
featured. Max Miller throwing two passing touchdowns out of his four completions. So pretty wacky stuff. Four for eight there for Miller with a pick as well. Zach Halbach, eight for 87 with two touchdowns. Max Miller, 10 for 88 with a touchdown. Jared Gell, 18 for 111 with a touchdown. So that's like that that big three, right? You'll see in Shelton, it's Halbach, Miller, and Gell. They've been in the box score every week doing their thing. And then on the, the Wilson side, it's been it's been a little mix of everything. You know, we saw some Luke Graff sprinkled in there. We see Matt Steer always. And we saw today was merely Bryce Handel. It was 14 of 101 there, 7.2 yards a carry for him. And then we saw, we always see Steer and Floyd kind of switching off there with quarterback position. One for six was Steer. Floyd was two for seven there for the Huskies. Receiving wise, not much for either squad. Ryan Pierquette was two for 57 with two receiving touchdowns though. For Chilton, Otherwise, defensively, uh, no interceptions for Chilton. However, New Holstein, again, they had an interception. And it was Hayden Lish who got that interception there for the Huskies. Otherwise, I mean, that kind of wraps up the stats here. 28, it was 28 nothing at half. It was all Chilton. And then New Holstein gets a touchdown in the third. And then Chilton tacks on two more touchdowns in the fourth. So that was kind of the, the game there. Chilton, again, I mentioned them. I had them number two in the conference. And guess what? TR is one right now. I guess if we're looking at plus minus. Chilton's right there with them, three, both 3-0 three and oh at 101. That should be a pretty good game when they face off. Looking forward to it. And we'll get into, of course, the games next week. I'll be given my game of the week. Otherwise, let's go then to our next game here. Roncalli and Brilliant, right? Brilliant Lines, they needed a win here. They, got, they hosted the Roncalli Jets great opportunity and they took advantage of it. So we do not have the game by game scoring. We do not have any brilliant stats, but we do have Ron Colley's stats. Look, I got a text actually from Robert Schimmick, you know, during this brilliant game, he was like, Reimer's the real deal. And you know, as many, he's right. I mean, we all have to agree with that. Reimer had himself a game yet again. He's been an impressive player. First team player for sure. 21 of 225 was Reimer, two touchdowns, 10.7 yards in attempt. This, or what Reimer's done for this Ron Colley offense, you know, it's it's been very impressive. It's been some awesome stuff. Dominic Thiele was the quarterback, 5 for 12 with an interception. Again, no brilliant stats, unfortunately. But yeah, they had, they had themselves a game. And going through Jensen Weddingcamp, 1 for 13. Ian Lusk, 2 for 18. Owen Stockton, one for six. Jacob Nadel, one for three. That was kind of the passing or the receiving attack for the Jets. And it was mostly, it was Braden Reimer, Drew Reimer, two for 15 as well on the on the ground. So both the Reimers getting in there on the rushing attack for the Jets. But yeah, they unfortunately, 49 to 12 is the final. Uh, again, I don't have brilliant stats, but I can tell you they, they probably ran the ball a lot. I mean, that that's what this brilliant Lions team does. And that's kind of that's that's what it was for the Lions. I believe they pick up. Yep, they pick up their first conference win here, first one of the season. One and four right now are the Brilliant Lions, and Marcali is still zero and three in conference, but one and four overall as well. Okay, we got one more game: Two Rivers and Keel. So this game was would have been game of the week number two for me last week, but it, it, it was far away from this because I was like, all right, Two Rivers Keel. Keel played brilliant close. And 
Two Rivers took care of Brilliant. So it was like, this game probably might get out of hand, and it did. 41-13 was the final. 21-6 and six was the halftime score. All Two Rivers again. And it was, I mean, it was a common theme. No stats for Keel, unfortunately, but, but they're doing what they've been doing the whole year. It's been, Clinkton will pass for 15 to 25 times, but he will have insane efficiency. Like, I'm talking like 80 to 90% efficiency. And he will throw two-plus touchdown passes. He might throw an interception in there, which he did on Friday. It was three touchdowns, one interception, 14 of 16, though, for Klinkner. And then for the rushing attack, it's always like, okay, Matthias is going to average roughly 10 yards an attempt. He's going to go from 100 maybe to as much as, who knows, 250, right? Or he might even go just have one of those crazy games. He'll score a couple touchdowns. And what he did in this game was 14 attempts, 134 yards, 9.6 an attempt, two touchdowns. And then you'll see Klinkner in there always. 15 of 69 was Klinker in this game. Damien Gretz then was 5 for 14 with a rushing touchdown. And then let's go to the passing attack. How How is Two Rivers always going to be? It's going to be balanced. It's going to be, there's going to be four or five different guys. They're going to have 50 plus yards roughly on average. And there's going to be all the receiving touchdowns are usually sprinkled in there. And in this game, it was the Austin Phillips game. It was five for 86 for Phillips with two receiving touchdowns. And Elijah Mott was a nice compliment for him. Six for 85 with the touchdown. Xander Pop, you got to throw in there always. Two for 35. Damien Gretz, one for 21. Oren Gauger, one for 19. So that was that balanced attack we've talked about. Three interceptions, two of them for Gauger, and then the other one for Austin Phillips there for this Two Rivers defense. So pretty balanced as we expected. And yeah, 41 41 13 was the final. Keel scores in the first and fourth quarter, while Two Rivers scores in all four quarters. So that was the game here. Two Rivers undefeated. They gave up their first points of the year, right? That first quarter touchdown for Keel was. Again, the first touchdown they've given up, I believe, all year. So that's a stat for you. Yeah, they've allowed four, thir- 13 points. All of them were in this game. So nice stat there for the Raiders. And yeah, so two rivers goes to 3-0. and Keel goes to 2-1, and 2-3 and overall. Let's go through the standings report. Let's go through the stats. Okay, so two rivers and Chilton, both atop the EWC. TR 3-0 in conference, 5-0 and overall. Chilton 3-0. and in conference three and two overall keel and klc share that three spot right now two and one for both squads two and three overall for both squads as well Burley new holstein then in that next tier one and two one and four overall for for brilliant new holstein one and two two and three overall ron colleen valders then rounded out oh and three for both one and four overall i do want to talk about so i mentioned tiers to start the year i said it would i Right now, we're starting to see those tiers shape out. And I said TR, TR, right, clear-cut one. And then I said Chilton, Keel in that range. I'm intrigued, though, to see. So I had, I still think Brilliant will beat out KLC. I think Brilliant and New Holstein both will beat out KLC. I will not discredit, though, what KLC has done. They've answered a lot of people saying, will this team, like, win? win How many games will they win? One or two? They're already at two right now, so. I do want to give credit where credit's due. KLC has proved a lot of people wrong, but I I just think for the rest of the year, at that standpoint, I think Brilliant um, will finish ahead of them. I think New Holstein will finish either around or ahead of them. That's like a give or take there. But yeah, I would go, I think Brilliant, KLC, and New Holstein, I think it's fair to say they're all in the same tier, and then I'd put Valders in a tier of their own. I think they're gonna they're, they're better than Ron Colley by three or four scores even maybe. And I would say they're they're 
right around KLC, but I still would probably put KLC ahead of them just with how KLC could potentially perform the rest of the, the way out. But yeah, going through the tiers, that's how I would put it. I mean, that's how I had it actually right at the start of the year. And that's kind of what we're seeing shape out. But let's go through the stats here. Justin Klinkner leading the way in passing. Shocker, 1,109 passing yards. Next closest is Max Miller of Chilton, 564. Trace Jire then of Valders, 513. He's in right now in passing yards. Rushing yards, Brain Reimer, 826 yards. Leading the way from, from, from Ron Colley. Chase Mathias in second, 630. Jared Gell of Chilton, 547. Noah Heinen leading the conference in receiving. That, you know, that's something there. Exciting stuff for Heinen of the Blue Bombers, 362. Cole Hovey, 330. The guy, both those for sure, first team honors, and Elijah Mott as well, 323. Certainly see all three of those guys, probably all nine of these guys in some sort of conference recognition who I've read. Let's go then to the games from next week. We'll talk about kind of you know my game of the week pick. Some game, games I think will be good to watch. So, of course, four games on the slate, as always, all at 7 o'clock on Friday. Chilton travels to Keel. KLC travels to undefeated Two Rivers. New Holstein travels to Brilliant. Ron Colley to Valders. So, okay. I uh, There's two good games here. This is actually going to be a pretty good week for your... I think KLC and Two Rivers, Ron Colley and Valders. I would not be watching those. I think Valders and Two Rivers... Um, should take care of business there, but you know, Ron Colley Valors, that could be interesting. It's it, because, it, like I've said, Valders has struggled against the run, and Ron Colley has one of the best running backs in the conference. So, you know, that, that's going to be something. It's we're gonna uh, Reimer and um, Matthias are gonna have some big weeks rushing them in the EWC this week, so just keep that in mind. So, that that game could be something, but I think Valors can. Take care of Ron Colley there. Uh, and New Holstein and Brilliant, that game is going to be very interesting. That that one and Chilton and Keel are the two game of the weeks that I'm like debating which one would I give you as 1A and 1B, maybe. I would do something like that. I do think Chilton, though, will... I have Chilton ranked ahead of Keel, and then I do have Brilliant... Ooh, Brilliant and New Holstein, that one's kind of tough. I, I would take... I'll say Brilliant's ahead of New Holstein is where I would go with that, but that game should be a good one. I will give you your game of the week. I will say it's Brilliant New Holstein. New Holstein traveling to Brilliant will be my game of the week, but if you do not want to watch that, if you can't watch that one, I'd take you to, to Keel, and I'd say go watch Chilton and Keel square off, and then if that one doesn't interest you, I'd say Ron Colley Valders, and then I'd say KLCTR is where I'd go in my games. You know that I'd be watching rankings. So that is kind of all I have here for Eastern Wisconsin. Wisconsin Conference Sports. Again, special thanks to Wisports.net. They are linked below if you want to check out all the stats. WSN does a great job of getting this stuff all up for us. Being able to present it makes this possible by talking about it here on the podcast. So, again, special thanks to WSN. Their link is down in the description. Let's go. Let's talk some brewers here on the podcast. And you might be surprised I have finally got a record prediction correct. It's been a while. Been a long time. Not my fault. Again, brewers have been streaky so it's like how am i supposed to predict this i was like they're gonna go three and two they i like them against the yankees it, it just it ended up being about matchups woodruff was pitching a game 
I had them losing Sunday, and they did, right? Jason Alexander against Garrett Cole. Not a favorable matchup, and I figured with bullpen it might be a throwaway day. That's exactly what it was. It was a throwaway day in the bullpen, but let's go through the game. So 8-4 eight, eight and four win on a bullpen day on Tuesday. I was like, wow, I didn't think they were going to win that one. They lose, though, on Wednesday, 4-1. to one. They get a 7-6 to six win. Garrett Mitchell has that insane... That insane um, play there, that walk-off hit, that happened. Big win there. 4-1 to went on Saturday. I was in attendance of that one. Brandon Woodruff pitched an absolute gem. It was a fun game to watch. 12-8 to then was the final on Sunday. Again, Alexander was in there, Aaron Judge. You know, he made his, his presence felt in the game for sure, to say the least. But, yeah, 3-2 and two was the past week. We'll get in the Brewers standings report right now. It's actually looking pretty good. I mean, I was I my worryometer, I guess, or the worry scale, whatever you want to call it, on a scale of one to ten, it was like a seven before this week. It was like, okay, this week, if you, you don't win, I mean, you are just kicking yourself. You're getting yourself out of the playoff race. But they they did what they need to do in over five hundred week, and it was a schedule like that. And they get rewarded after this new New York Mets series. So six forty today, they have a game against the Mets. Scherzer is pitching. Bummer, I know. But we weren't for a good one. Corbin Burns is also on the bump as well. Tomorrow, 640 again against the Mets again. I will be at that game. Yes, a lot of games here in the last two weeks. Got to help the Brewers on the playoff push. 110 on Wednesday is the day game there against the Mets. And then this squad, they go. They got to go to Cincinnati. Four games against the Reds. I'm excited. This is good for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hopefully, they can take care of it there. You got to win three or four there, or get the sweep. I mean, now my my demands are going to increase as these last few weeks. I mean, these games, these games really matter. So, hopefully, the Brewers can take care of business there. But going through it, I have the record predictions, and I got them right now. Five and two is my prediction. So, you might be wondering how is that going to happen. So the thought is, all right, well, you got to take two out of three from the Mets. And I think, you know, if you have Burns going against Scherzer, I think that's something you could win, but you got to win. You missed out on DeGrom. So that's kind of like, okay, I can see this happening. You missed out on DeGrom. I see it as a possibility. So, yeah, two out of three from the Mets is what I'm hoping for. Otherwise, if you lose, if you lose, you know, Two of them, you gotta you gotta win the four game. You gotta sweep the Reds in Cincinnati. The Reds, I mean, they're throwing out mostly minor leaguers right now in the lineup. Like half the lineup is a minor league team right now. So that is something to keep in mind. Otherwise, yeah, I think right now the Brewers can take care of business there. Win win those four games in the standings. I am confident in it. So Let's go to the standings here. Uh, just give me one moment. Sorry for the listening audience or the video audience. I just had to blow my nose. It's allergy season right now, at least in Milwaukee it is. So it's it's been something. Just wanted to quickly do that so I wasn't sounding so you know congested. But anyways, let's get into the standings report again. Sorry about that. 78 and 68 is the Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee Brewers are that right now. They are eight games out of the division. Yeah, I know. That's even hard to look at. The elimination number's at 8-2. 
It's hard to look at that as well. Looks like the Cardinals will be celebrating a division title, which pains me to say it, but that's what it's looking like right now. Run differential right now, plus 26 for the Milwaukee Brewers, plus 129 for the Cardinals. Anyways, I'll stop reading about the, the, that. Let's go to the wild card. Wild card looks a lot better for us. Right now, you might be like, oh, the Padres, you must be chasing them. No, the Phillies have lost four in a row. Yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies are 80 and 66. The Milwaukee Brewers, 78 and 68. Two games back, but I always say the two games, that's a big disclaimer. No game 163 anymore. It's based off of head to head record in the season. And guess who owns the Phillies do? Brewers really are three games back, is what that means. I know it's a bummer, but that's just how it is. Brewers are nine games up over the Giants for that wild card spot. They're really just, it's San Diego, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. We do not care if St. Louis wins or loses. We are looking at the Padres and Phillies now. Last week, I, I would have told you, I was like, let's look at the Padres mostly. Phillies look like they kind of secured their spot. But if you lose four in a row in the last two or three weeks, I mean, that, that's a big deal. So right now, the Milwaukee Brewers could really make a pounce here. They could potentially at the end of the season, they could work their way up into that second wild card spot. And what that would mean for this squad, that would mean a that would mean a trip to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would mean you have to play. You have to play a game, a couple games in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, not looking forward to that. Uh, you won't even get a home series, really. So, hopefully, that's not the case again. But if they get in the other spot, it would be. Think about this: they would have to play against St. Louis in a three-game series. I actually, I would not mind that, but I demand that Jason Alexander does not start one of those games. Unfortunately. Alexander's case, but that is where I'd go. I would say, right, you'd you'd go out, probably be right now Burns, Woodruff. I'd say because right now Peralta, his status, if he's healthy, you roll him out, but I would go Lauer in game three. It would be I'd be just fine with that. I think that rotation stacks up better than that St. Louis squad. Again, I shouldn't be looking too far into this, but I am. Sorry about that. That's kind of what I got for the Brewers updates here. Let's go and let's talk about some football, the National Football League, Sunday night, right? It seems every year we get this. That's what I've been telling people. It's like you get a Green Bay, Chicago Bear primetime game. We got one this year. We got week two this year, pretty early. Bears, Packers, Lambeau, Sunday night. Doesn't get any better than that. And it was like, all right, Packers got this game. I, I don't know. That's kind of what I was like. I, I thought this game was going to be... Runaway, it kind of was. It was, but that first opening drive for Chicago was that was impressive. I mean, if you go back watch the film, I know there's like a trick play in there. It was like okay, but that was a really impressive drive from that Chicago Bears squad. The Packers were just shocked. I mean, I fans and people watching the game were like, "Oh boy, is this going to be a game?" I didn't think so, but the the Bears certainly shut up that that crowd in Green Bay. So that was. Pretty shocking to see from, again, Justin Fields and the Bears. But look, this Packers squad rushing defense has been a struggle right now. At least in this game, it was that was what the Bears were able to do. It was 15 of 122 for David Montgomery, 8.1 yards per carry. His longest run was 28. Khalil Herbert was 4 for 38 with a 27-yard run in there. But yeah, they were able to shut down Fields in the passing game. 7 for 11 was Fields with one interception. And they had a nice stop to in the red zone, of course, but uh, 
Rodgers, 19 of 25, two touchdowns. He had a streak of completions that was he, he was just he was going berserk. He had a, he himself a game. Uh, the O line struggled a little bit. Was something I want to keep in mind. This wasn't like a win that like you're like it's a Packer fan. You're like yeah. I mean Packers showed who they are. It was more of a Packers beating up on a, a lesser opponent. It wasn't like the Packers played this phenomenal lights out perfect game. I mean they they struggled. They there was points in the game where they really struggled, especially in the second half. But that's at least my take. I think there's a lot the Packers can improve throughout this game. I did want to point out the target share before I kind of get into the game flow. The target share is very balanced. So AJ Dillon won the carry battle over Aaron Jones, which many expected. Jones had himself a game. We'll talk about it. But it was the the target shares. Watkins, or it went Watkins four, Jones, Cobb, Dobbs, Lazard, Watson, Dillon, all with three. Tunyon with two. And then Tyler Davis with one. So it was like very balanced as many in the community, many you know, who cover the squad were like, yeah, we're going to see balanced talent or target share. And that's exactly what we saw. I'm shocked. It was this balanced in terms of, I thought we might see like Jones and Lazard pop out, maybe like six and five. And then we might see Watkins with three, you know, and then like we'd see some ones, but it was very balanced here. AJ Dillon, right. was kind of like that closer 18 of 61 from 3.4 yards of carry Aaron Jones showed a lot of people who he is. Three for 38 receiving with a touchdown, and then 15 of 132 with a touchdown. He had himself a game. It was awesome to watch Jones perform at the level he did. So that was good to see. Preston Smith had himself a big game. He showed why the Packers brought him back. Two sacks there for him, three QB hits. Otherwise, right, Rashawn Gary had some great plays. He had a sack in there. And I want to also highlight, right, Jair, Jair Alexander had that clinching, that game interception Eric Stokes made some great plays as well don't forget about Stokes after a rougher week one I was actually not pleased with his week one performance really stepped it up in week two it was good to see that from Stokes here's the game recap though should get that in there Mason Crosby a 40-yard field goal and then Justin Fields had that run to get them on the board and that made it seven to three after that that was end of one Bears were out then to start the second quarter it was Aaron Jones had that 15-yard run. Then it became 10-7 Green Bay. Then Aaron Jones had a six or an eight-yard touchdown pass from Rodgers, 17-7. Then Lazard had that touchdown from Rodgers, 24-7 at a half. Then Santos of the Bears had a 44-yard field goal. Then Crosby also added a field goal in the fourth, 27-10 was the final again. Green Bay dominated the possession there, 37 point or 37 minutes, 15 seconds, compared to 22.45 for the Bears. They had almost double the yards than the Bears as well, as well, 4.14 to 2.28. And Packers had 26 first downs to the Bears' 11. So if you look at those stats, you would have thought maybe, I guess 17 maybe is a fair. I, I would have thought more like three, like, Maybe three three touchdowns in a field. I was thinking more of like a 24-point game with numbers like that. But, yeah, certainly some good volume there. Right now we have – we're awaiting Minnesota's performance on Monday Night Football. But right now we have Minnesota 1-0, Green Bay 1-1, Detroit 1-1, Chicago 1-1. So that's kind of the north standings. 
every squad has a win, which is good to see. It's going to be hopefully competitive these first few weeks, but rooting for the Packers to pull through against these other squads. But yeah, next week then, Buccaneers, that's going to be a test for the Packers. That should be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, certainly be watching. We'll bring their nice recap here. If you want to hear more football talk, you know where to go. Journey to Million is always that place to be. Right now, that game, I should add, though, for Green Bay, Tampa, 325 on Fox. And that's in Tampa Bay. So that's going to be something. Right now, tickets I see. This I'm looking ESPN for the stats, scores, and all that information here. Tickets are as low as $212. And if you want to go to... Am I seeing this right? It says Jacksonville, Los Angeles, $21 as low as, and it's in Los Angeles? That can't be right. That's the Rams, too. So, Or it's the Chargers, my bad. I guess that could be right. The Rams right now are at Arizona. That game is only 31 as well. So... Weird to see them that cheap. That's just how markets are sometimes. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it here for the football talk, and that's gonna wrap up this episode here as well. So thank you everyone, you know, sticking through the Monday morning here this episode, and again, this will be up right away here on the social medias and all up on Spotify, all the podcast listening platforms as well. Well, thank you all for listening here, and uh, yeah, if you want to check out tonight, Monday night. We will have Drew's baseball crew. It'll be here on the podcast. I'll be bringing my winning lineup to you from Fantasia Sports. And then also on Wednesday, you'll see, of course, Journey a Million. That should be up there on the evening. We'll be doing a live thing. I will again post this all on at Drew's Sports Crew on Instagram and Twitter. And then Drew's Sports Crew on Facebook and YouTube. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.